from our Brooklyn Paper Studios here at the Brooklyn Paper Building in beautiful downtown Brooklyn Paper. This is Brooklyn Paper Radio. I'm your host, Vince DiMaselli, along with Tony Rotuno. Tony. Good afternoon, Vince. We've got a big show today. A very big show. How are we doing? How are we doing here, Eric? I can't hear myself. Just give me more, a, little, a little more juice. There we go. All right. Oh, man. Back again. It's hot outside. Yes, it is. Did you bike today? No, I was going to. I recall you saying that. But I said to my mom last night when I was picking up the boy, I said, I'm thinking of biking in tomorrow. And she's like, no. No. No, do not do that. Do not do that. Because of the heat or because she just doesn't well, want to Well, she said it's bike. not the heat. It's the humidity. It's not, Well, they always say that. That's what she said. Mothers know best. They, they do. I, I listen to her. No, I would listen to your mom, yeah. too. No, I have, actually. She's been around a bit longer than me. That's fair to say. Yeah. She knows a thing or two about a thing or two. Yeah, and I'm eating nuts. I see. You're having a, a, your late it's lunch. It's a cranberry almond delight. I had a breakfast this morning of, um, I had some chicken left over that I cooked over the weekend, like barbecued chicken. Okay. You know, just on the grill. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing crazy. And I had some uh, Brussels sprouts. Delicious. Yeah, and I just made the Brussels sprouts and chicken and just ate that for breakfast, thinking that that would hold me over until about 8.30 tonight. And I had that. When I say breakfast, this is at 11.30 in the morning. Okay. So it so was, I thought that would get me. That's like a reasonable assumption. I would think. Oh, but, wait, we're getting a call. Uh-oh. It's probably my mom. Yeah. Um, Making sure you're not on the bike. Yeah. So um, so I had that, but it, it didn't, didn't last. So, no, it's, it's 2.59 here on, on Tuesday. In, 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 and uh, your Brooklyn. hand is, is wrist deep into a bag of trail 420 mix. calories. You should have brought the bike. You need something to burn. I know. That I got to burn. I got to burn that off. It's a very small bag, listeners. So it's it's kind of shocking that it's that calorie packed. Yeah, it is. But it's good. It's got cranberries. It's got peanuts, and it's got almonds. That's a nice the triple threat. It's a good snack, right? Yeah, that's a great trail mix. I like it. So very busy since last week. A lot going on here in Brooklyn. Uh, we yeah, we've had the borough president. We've had the mayor. We've got another mayor today. Oh, yeah, that mayor thing. When did we do that? Did we do that before the radio show or after? That was in between this and last week's radio show. Wow, we sat down with with Mayor De Blasio in yes. at Borough Hall, Hall, formerly City Hall. Yes, be- before the mistake of '98. Mistake of '98. You the, always talk about the mistake. You of might 98. be you might be aware of the mistake of '98, the consolidation of New York City to include. The cities of Brooklyn and uh, Manhattan, well, New York. And then, of, of course, the Bronx was added in there. Bronx wasn't a city, though, I don't think. And neither was Queens, and neither was Staten Island. So just a bunch of, bunch of little uh, counties. Interesting. So they, like they, they rose to prominence because of the mistake of 98. Yes, they did. But okay. Taking those handouts. It was a nice, we had a very nice sit down with them. I think it went very well. No, Although I'd great. like to have them on the radio. <laughs> I know. Well, we tried. You know, he was here in Brooklyn for a week's worth of announcements, activities, you know, baby kissing and whatnot. Right. Didn't have time to call into the show. Yeah, but that doesn't matter because today on the show, who we cares have, about that mayor? Right. Who cares about that mayor when we have the unelected, official, unofficial mayor of Coney Island, Dick Ziggin, here? In studio. He's been on the show many times by, by radio. But it's so damn hot today. Of course we have to talk about the beach. Yes, we do, <laughs> yeah. right? It is, it's crazy Summer's not over yet, folks. Dick Ziggin is here. Now, there's a lot going on. And we can tie it all in. Gravesend, which um, included Coney Island before the great mistake, was its own city. Gravesend was a city. as was like Flatbush and stuff yeah. like that. you got to turn my headphones up. I can't hear. 
Much better. Thank you. Uh, yeah, they were all their own cities, but Brooklyn was, was what they wanted. That's what they were going after, right? Right. Um, but I'm here today. It's beach weather today. I'll answer all the questions the other mayors did not answer. What was the Let's big, go for it. What was the big question? <laughs> Listen, Mr. Mayor. Unelected mayor. Which is a harder job to get, I think. I think the one question Anyone can run for an election. It's longer yeah. to say. Anyone if, can run. Yeah. But to be unelected. <laughs> it's not easy. Permanently unelected. And permanently in that case. I hear there's no term limits when, you, when it's permanently unelected. Nope. I'm still doing the job. I haven't sure. gotten a paycheck, but I do the how, job. How long have you been the unelected official mayor of Coney Island? In 1984, after I had done the first mermaid parade, 1983, the Coney Island Chamber of Commerce hired me to be the public relations director for Coney Island, and I invented the character and purchased the costume. So 1984, Do I Do you still have wow. the, same, the same costume? Wow. Well, it looks like the same costume, but uh -huh. we let it out a little bit around <laughs> the tummy, and it's not a vintage wool bathing suit. Those are so goddamn itchy and uncomfortable. <laughs> so it's a facsimile of what looks like a vintage wool bathing suit. There you go. Hey, mayor, unelected mayors have to evolve with the times. Without question. You can't put them in old bathing suits. You can't go on like that. No, absolutely not. For those of you that don't know, Dick Ziggin is a legend here in Brooklyn. We don't use that term lightly. We don't. We don't. And uh, what Dick Ziggin has done for Coney Island through the how many years that he's been there? I'm going to say 30, let's 40. Let's say 40 years. Let's say 40 years that he's been there. So much has changed. So much has gone on. And Dick Ziggin has been in the middle of it all. Initially bringing back the uh, the sideshows by the uh, by the sea. I mean, Even before that, the Mermaid Parade came before the Mermaid the Parade came show. before the sideshow. I had to have a reputation to raise grant money to rent a building and do nonsense. No, yeah. so he's done it all, literally all of it. And he, you know, he's here to tell us not only about that, but also, you know, share what the future of his the you future know, is bright. I didn't expect that. I thought I'd retire, get old, uh, have a few people call me. I was a legend. You know, they'd every once in a while buy me a clam chowder or a hot dog. Mm -hmm. And I assumed that nothing was ever going to change in Coney Island. And then, bam, wow, everything's changed. It, it did. It changed significantly, and most significantly probably in the last 10 years. When New York say? City real estate, once it gets going, my God. You can't put the fast. genie back in the bottle or, you know, the building back on the drawing board in this case. Or something like that. Something like that. <laughs> well, when you started at Coney Island, oh, well, my dad was a cop there, by the way. For uh, My dad was a cop in Coney Island from 64 to 84, I think. Did he ever oh, wow. arrest me? I'm not sure if you were ever arrested. <laughs> Once. Possibly. Possibly. I mean, and he dealt, obviously, doing, he was walking the beat for 20 years in Coney Island. I remember they had, what they, and they always did the, uh, you know, the So he worked like at the 60th police precinct? 6 0. Okay. Wow. Last stop, 6 0. Let's just say, Peter Lasacco did his, um, he was a cop, and he would do these drawings, and he did drawings at, like, the Brooklyn Bridge and stuff like that, and he did a drawing of Coney Island. They were, like, mechanical drawings, you know? And he made T-shirts, and the T-shirt said, Last Stop 6-0, and had the train in there, you know? 
which I thought was always very they, nice. It sounds they like were a great wearing those at the precinct. I remember those that's, shirts. That would be in the, uh, the mid-80s. Mid yep. but, but I was saying, it was a different time. Now, when you got there, what made you say, wow, this is the place for me? Um, I didn't grow up in New York City. I'm a Bridgeport boy, Bridgeport, Connecticut. Oh. I've heard of it. I've, I've driven Armpit through it. Yeah. of Connecticut, the ghetto of Connecticut, the bad neighborhood of Connecticut. <laughs> was my early training, but mm -hmm. it was P.T. Barnum's hometown. My hometown uh -huh. hero was mayor uh -huh, uh -huh. of Bridgeport, Connecticut. My father's store was on Barnum Avenue. My grammar school was next door to Tom Thumb's house. Every year um, when the Barnum Festival came to town, the local newspaper, the Bridgeport Post, uh, for a month would feature articles about P.T. Barnum and what he did at the circus, what he did with sideshows, what he did in Bridgeport. At seven years old, I was a Barnum scholar and knew that elephants and midgets were patriotic. Um, I got two fancy degrees in theater, including an MFA from Yale School of Drama, so I was totally unemployable anywhere except <laughs> yeah. New York City. And because of childhood obsessions and weirdness, I didn't aspire to Broadway. I didn't want to do my plays at Cafe La Mama in the East Village. Mm. I thought Coney Island could be the right staging ground. And, you know, somewhat 30, 40 years later, 40 years later, you know, we're... We're celebrating the milestone of your selling the one millionth ticket to your off, off, off Broadway show sideshow. You added one too many. One too many off, off, off Broadway with generally, at least in Manhattan, is considered important theater history. But Absolutely. we get no respect because it's a. You know, a Coney Island Carney freak show. Well, I don't know. That Looking sounds at like, it one way. It sounds like the tides are turning. I heard you had a famous guest. We're one of the longest guest. running off-Broadway shows in New York City history. We didn't be the Fantastics yet, but we're closing in. Well, and now esteemed directors are, are you know, have picked picked up wind of that and came My last week, Aaron right? My friend Aronofsky came and saw a burlesque show Friday night. So, you know, it's who's to say it's not headed? Well, some of those offs aren't getting cut off. You'd be surprised to go. Woody Allen be there? or uh, let's see, Who else would show up at that? Who would I think would show up? Lady Gaga was Gaga. hanging Gaga. out at our bar a few months ago. Gaga's been there? Absolutely. Okay. Um, how about when they film like videos and stuff out there? I've seen many music videos filmed out in Coney All Island. All the time. Jay-Z and Beyonce filmed one at the El Dorado Bumping Disco. Bump, bump, bump your bump ass off. Your ass off. Oh, yes. yeah. That was in full effect when I was down I there used to go to bump, I used to go to Bump Your Ass Off when I was a kid. And I thought it was hysterical. Even back then, it said bump your ass. I, I love let's that Let's not sign. forget the mermaid parade talking Wait, guys, my about uncle, my uncle serving My uncle Pete's on uncle the phone. Uncle Pete, we got a caller. Hey, Uncle Pete, it's uh, Vinny here. Listen, we're on the air right now on Brooklyn Paper Radio with Dick Ziggin. Oh, okay. He is the, uh, he's the, he's the uh, unofficial mayor of Coney Island. Now, look, you grew up uh, in, in, uh, in Bay Ridge and Bensonhurst, went to Coney Island often. What's your greatest Coney Island memory? The greatest Coney Island memory. Walking to Coney Island because we didn't have money to pay for the uh, 
uh, for the uh, transportation. Walking back home, actually. Really? Oh, so oh. you spent all your money on things like what? The sideshow or possibly right, the yeah. the famous yeah, meatball right, heroes? Exactly. Yeah. Probably, probably on, on the pretzels. Uh, the, the pretzels. pretzels the famous Coney Island pretzels Every- and the famous Coney Island um, meat heroes, neither of which <laughs> anybody's ever mentioned before. <laughs> but there they are. You see, that that's what World famous. And you walk back from Coney Island to 59th Street. How old were you about? Uh, probably around 12. Yeah, 12 years old. I, I have to ask. Young, a- but it's not really at that time. All right, Dick's going to ask you a question. I'm going to repeat it for you because you probably can't hear it. Go. Cyclone, front seat or back seat? Uh, when you went on the cyclone, front seat or back seat? Oh, cyclone was probably somewhere in the middle. Something. Say that. I, I'm with Uncle Pete. No, he's always been that way. He's always trying to find the you know find the the, the middle the ground. The middle ground. Yeah, okay. I've always said I'm, that. About I'm him. a front seat guy, so obviously you have to take the back you, seat. You what I know? What I am with this is I am. Because I've taken a lot a of people, two-seater. I've taken a lot of people on the cyclone through the years, and I am first time in the front seat, second time in the back seat, because it's two different rides, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, it's many more than two different rides; it's multiple rides. All right, so Uncle Pete, I want to thank you for giving us a call in here to Dick Zagan at Brooklyn Pay Radio. I'm going to give you a call back after right. the show, and we'll figure right, out what, what you need. Okay. All right. We'll talk to you later. Thanks, Uncle Pete. Everybody else listening out there, we're now conducting the poll. Front seat, front back seat, seat, or back seat. You call, can in. You call in. Call in. Uh, t- what's the extension here, Eric? I always forget. Seven one eight two six zero. It's T's. And four five zero two is direct. If you want to talk about the Wonder Wheel swinging car or station, that is not even. Swinging. That is not even. I will vote for swinging. When I was there, there's no debate. It's always swinging. If you go on the outside car, forget. I've never been on one of those outside cars. I know. No interest. Why would I even bother? If you see that you have a chance to go on a car that swings and a car that just stays still, you go on the car that swings. It's not even a question. No, we we swung and we had to. We tricked my boyfriend who was afraid of the swinging cars by telling him him that we bought the tickets in advance for swinging didn't let him know you could make a choice you can make a choice right at the end there but i will say just based on the number of bodies in line a lot more people choose stationary i don't understand it you go up higher you go a little higher okay view oriented if you go to coney island for the view to take a look at the verrazano narrows bridge then you would take a stationary car well there you go so well me, but now that we're on the we're on the wonder wheel now so I, we gotta we gotta talk about this so, um spinning. first of all are there any other are there any i've never seen a ferris wheel like that with with the moving cars are you aware of any other out there they have authorized officially two facsimiles there is one in japan and Disney has a Wonder Wheel facsimile. At at the uh, at Walt Disney World or Walt Disney Land? Out in California. That's Disneyland. Disneyland. That's why Disneyland. I haven't seen it. I haven't been yeah. to that. Oh wait. No, I've been, been on a I've been on Ferris wheels where the cars spin. And some spin or like the swinging one. They swing? full, they There's a difference between spinning and, and swinging. swinging. Yeah, I guess it's yeah. true. And right. you're from Brooklyn? Well, by way of Poughkeepsie. Okay. There you go. Which, where the difference is less clear between swinging and, and spinning, which is why I have trouble with it sometimes. I know. Are, are we talking dance or sex or Coney Island now? I mean, that's a different radio show, Dave. 
All right, now I got to get back to another. Now you were, if I remember correctly, when they talked about building this observation wheel on Staten Island, you were dead set against it. I believe we had you in the I, paper. I, it belongs in Coney Island. Right, you want the abs- if you get me saying that, all my Coney Island haters are going to start calling in because they don't think any wheel should be bigger than the Wonder Wheel. Oh, I yeah. think if it's a few blocks away. It should all be in Coney Island. Now, point of contention, devil's advocate, wouldn't all of your yourself and all everyone who loves Coney Island maybe appreciate the opportunity to gaze on it from across the bay, you know, and look at all of the splendor? No. no. Okay. Well, no. let me tell you something. They have until September 5th to work out the financing for that wheel. Mm-hmm. And if oh. they do not work it out by September 5th, it's dead. It is officially dead. So Dick Ziggin, you win. I get all the spare parts lying around in Staten <laughs> Island. No, there is yeah. yeah. spare parts are in Brooklyn. Okay. They're they're in Sunset Park. You can see the big the things are there. Oh you could turn God. it into quite a ride. I would even if you just walk through. Or them. we could build a theme luncheonette that pretends to be a giant Ferris wheel. Something like that. Yep. I miss though. I miss Kill the Astro Tower. I miss the Astro Tower. Well, that's another controversy because Luna Park, which I love what they're doing, um, but they're a little bit um, aggressive in the way they name things. They built a wonderful new ride uh-huh. that's not the Astro Tower, and they called it the Astro. Yeah, that's, yes, that's that's a faux pas. That is a that's a marketing I, faux pas. As far as I'm concerned. It's, as far as I'm concerned, they're keeping our language alive. They're keeping it alive, mm, but with... A dead with language, Coney speak. <laughs> <laughs> with different, but with different <laughs> rides, though. Shouldn't, when, I, when I read that, I'd be like, oh, they're going to have another observation tower. Because the, the Astro Tower, for those not in the north... Well, it goes up high enough that you can see the Verrazano Narrows Bridge, which means you don't have to take a stationary car on the window. No, you can go that. right to the swinging car. See, that's right. how they nail you. That's yeah. how they know. That's how they get you on multiple rides or doing things multiple times. You they see? they have different. They're all options. carnies at heart, just like Dick Ziggin, who was here today, and it was a carny from apparently from the age of six. Is that correct? Um, seven. 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 Uh, that's In what Bridgeport. In six. Bridgeport. He was just a regular young boy. All right, so now you get to Coney Island. I saw my first sideshow in Bridgeport, age seven, and actually ended up. Hiring some of those same performers I saw as a child. Back in Coney Island. Back in Coney Island. Wow. Wow. How much older were they at that point? Um, 70s. Wow. Wow. How many performers have you gone through in in this longest run in Broadway, post-off-Broadway history? Oh, 927. Wow. Is that the actual number, or are you just throwing it out? (laughs) But it's got to be like it's got to be a lot, so right? So we've sold a million tickets. The show has been running for thirty-five years, and we estimate that's about twenty-five thousand performances. And that's seven days a week from one to seven. Uh, between mid-June and Labor Day, it is seven days a week, and then in the spring and September, we throw in some weekends. Ah. There you go. That's the springtime stuff. That's usually around uh, Easter and stuff like that. Right? Yeah, when the weather starts warming. I, I have a question uh, for you, for the mayor, the unelected mayor, um, who once suggested seceding from the Union, seceding Coney Island from the Union and having it be its own, its own territory. Uh, we went so far as to design our own passports. <laughs> so who went yeah, so far as to design to, his own passports? You had to show them at the Stillwell <laughs> Avenue station? Was that the idea? 
Well, the, the idea was to uh, not pull any of this off uh, in any sense of reality, but sell passports to people. <laughs> it's brilliant. Um, an, one thing that's been that's those carny tricks—that's what they do in the news. He's a barker lately. No, you don't say barker. I can't say barker. carnies. You say talker. Really? Talker. What's the difference? A, between a dog talker? barks or. Somebody attracting your attention to a show like a strip show with a flyer going, check it out. That's, check a, it barker. Out. That's, That's a barker. That's a barker. That's uneducated. Uh, a talker is a professor um, of the English language who uses 15 words to describe something that you or I could describe in two words. So that's the opposite of what we do as editors, Tom. Yeah. That's yes. the opposite we of what we do. We are not talkers. It's a flowery appreciation for vocabulary. We're See straight that? shooters. I've learned this is not. Freaks, wonders, and human curiosities, they're here, they're real, and they're alive on the inside. Wow. You don't say. Did check you just it bark out, at check me? It out. I dogs bark. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, but I wanted to. I wanted to quickly touch on this. So Nathan's a, a Coney Island institution. Absolutely. And it's been in the news recently, but maybe not for you know people chowing down on hot dogs. The owner of the company allegedly well, wanted. Well, it's a publicly held company. The chairman. The chairman of the, of the company. Yeah. Thank you for for clarifying. Wanted to host or he did allegedly, host, yes, yeah, no, hosted, allegedly he hosted yes, a he fundraiser. Did for President Trump uh, out in the Hamptons. Coney's a very, you know, takes all kinds sort of place. Is is there any sort of, you know, backlash against the institution because of its chairman's so philanthropy, you know, financial, political... review my 40-year career. I love Nathan's hot dogs, and... Nathan's back when it was owned by the Hanworker family. Nathan's last name, there was a real Nathan, was Nathan Hanworker. I did not know Mr. Hanworker, but I knew his um, son, Murray, very well. When Murray ran the company, and Murray was a patron of the arts, and Nathan's was the very first corporate sponsor of not-for-profit Coney Island, USA, and the first corporate sponsor of the Mermaid Parade. The Handworkers sold the company in the late 80s. Um, I do not know um, the current owner, and I still think the hot dogs are delicious. Um, his politics might have created a sales dip not on the local level because it is such an institution here in Brooklyn, but at supermarkets across the country where you could buy packages of Nathan's. I think in uh, blue voting district, sales might have taken a dip. So you still eat the hot dogs? I do. All right. All right I'm glad we cleared that up. Yeah, no, I wanted but to know. But you know what? Um, if you gave me a choice of what my favorite thing on the item at Nathan's is, it's the crinkle cut french fries. I would agree. The, no, the French fries. Are, uh, we did a story Delicious. once. Actually, oh, they're the best. There was a story once where they ran out of like potatoes or something like that. They couldn't have. They had to get of, a different brand of potatoes. Yeah, that, and, and it was that was big news. That's yeah, that is that's a top ten story on BrooklynPaper.com. I bet. 
mm-hmm. when something like that happens. When you don't have the right potatoes at Nathan's, you don't have the right crinkle fries. For people start to go crazy. Yeah, that seems like a catastrophe. I mean, I'm glad we lived through it. So, what's the, do they still have frog legs on the menu there? Did they have frog legs they back do. then? They do. They, they're still they there? Do. Yeah. See, I, don't, I, haven't, I haven't had that. Now, uh, the New York Aquarium, at their new shark exhibit, started food service. They have a rooftop bar, which is exquisite. Ah. Um, they have a boardwalk cafe. And the aquarium's clam chowder, New England clam chowder, is even better than Nathan's clam chowder. Wow. wow. But See, Nathan, I call it chowder. Nathan's frog's legs are better than the aquarium's <laughs> frog's legs. <laughs> I would think the aquarium's frog legs are fresher. Well, yeah. yeah. Uh, try the sushi. <laughs> <laughs> Just pull it right out of the tank. Imagine they did that at the museum. What's that? Yeah. What's in that tank? Oh, that's lunch. That is lunch. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're lucky, that's dinner if you're coming back. We have so much, but there's so much to talk about out there in Coney Island. And I want to get to one of the things that's close to my heart, because when I was a kid, we used to play hockey there. Oh, yeah. Try to get late night ice time at the Abe Stark yeah. Arena, named for Abe Stark, hit sign, win suit. Right? I'm, I'm surprised you went there and have memories, because there's no more underutilized Building in Coney Island when than we the were kids in the rink. when we were kids in the eighties. If you wanted ice time for leagues, it was very difficult to get. And we they used to play it at two two o'clock. But in the morning. no concerts, wow. no community uh, use, yeah, no all types of potential that never ever got fulfilled. The Abe Stark Arena was one of the things that was supposed to bring Coney Island back. Probably when it was built in the sixties or seventies. They built it in the sixties. On the boardwalk, architecturally, there's a community room that literally, literally was used once. The wow. community room once. was spoken, to, spoken of to me by the uh, late, great, former Brooklyn uh, graphic reporter, Lou Pausner. Oh, Lou yes. Pausner. Lou Pausner was very prominent in getting that skating rink. And Lou Pausner. And had great hopes for it. Lou, Lou Pausner hopes. said to me... That not only was there a, he said there was like a restaurant that was supposed to open up and you'd, you'd be able to look out over that the, was uh, the over the ring, yeah. right? And he said it was never done, and it, you know, once. Now was it just because they lost? There was no money. What, like, what? Why did? Why did none of this ever come to fruition? Why do you say it's so unfulfilled? Well, if if we're delving deep, like investigative reporters, yeah. This, if this was the Washington Post radio hour. Uh, Watch better, by the way. You'd be by the way, better. Throwing tougher questions at me, like if this new skating rink is going to be privately operated, we haven't gotten. Is there that yet. a good thing? Is it a bad thing? And I will come back to you. It's been a public facility and not run right for decades. So why not try? Why not try, try the something other else? Side? Right. Yeah, try something else. We would try. We tried for years. I mean, I forget who was the reporter back then, but we were trying to get inside. They would not let us inside past like certain areas into the Abe Stark into the Abe Stark Arena. We just tried to get inside to see if there were other areas because we couldn't uh, verify what Lou Pausner was saying. He was telling me all this, but the Parks Department never let us inside to see what was actually in there beyond, beyond you know, the ring. It's upstairs, I think. Back when my pr- programs were. Moving around due to changes in earlier changes in Coney Island, the Mermaid Parade, for instance, at the very beginning, 
In the 80s, would assemble under the parachute jump at Steeplechase Park. And the Parks Department eventually turned that into an event ground and took Steeplechase Park away from me to use for assembling the Mermaid Parade. So I followed up by renting the parking lot of the Ape Stark skating rink and they complained that we mistreated the outdoor parking lot and wouldn't let us come back the next year. Well, yeah, parking lots can be they're very easily offended. Mermaids crapped in the parking lot, allegedly. Mm. When we all know that mermaids crap in the ocean. Yeah, they never go on land. I've never seen it. And it's kind of like a jet stream. Yeah. It's it's really mostly liquid. Yeah, Yeah. not, not solid waste from a mermaid. I might be confusing them with dolphins. I'm and not sure. I and you know that poor parking lot. So you're in favor of of radical of, change, of radical change at the. But but I'm praising them. The original plan. Remember, nine years ago during the rezoning, mm-hmm. I not only was a bullshit mayor, I was a real mayor appointee to the Coney Island Development Corporation. And I resigned because they watered it down and kept on protesting and agitating uh, like a good ex what, what type of watering it down but, are you talking about? So they had changed the city's own plan from, at the time, the city-owned amusement park, which we now know is Luna Park, was announced would be 15 acres, and then they reduced it to nine acres. Okay. We've done a lot of agitating over the past nine years. It's back up to nine, 15 acres. I'm proud of that. Yeah. But one of the things that was supposed to happen in the original plan nine years ago was the Ape Stark skating rink was supposed to be demolished, replaced by a facility on Neptune Avenue far away from the rides and the tourists. Mm-hmm. And the land where Abe Stark sits was going to turn into um, condominiums and high-priced luxury housing. And now it's staying, and that's a good thing for somebody like me. You'd rather see uh, the Abe Stark reinvented? And well, I need a lot of uh, tourist and amusement-related things, so it's not the size of a downtown entertainment zone in Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania. Wilkesbury, I have relatives yeah. in Wilkesbury. I know. Yeah. We all love Wilkesbury, but sure, but it's not Coney know, Island. No, that doesn't work in Brooklyn. Apples no. and oranges. We need, yeah. need size in Brooklyn. But you mentioned size matters. You mentioned tourists. Now there was always been talks of uh, of hotels or something coming back to Coney well, Island. Well, we've started the first one. Where is it? Mm. Well, the Shore Theater, which I got landmarked right across from Nathan's. Um, was on even landmarked you if a building doesn't get maintained and falls down it doesn't matter if it's a landmark it doesn't right it falls that's down why they what they do is the people that own them they open the windows right so that they let theater the pigeons fly was oh, on yeah, yeah. the verge of literally falling down it got resold and it's being converted into a hotel with a spa not Whoa. the theater but a hotel will be open in three years. Three years. And who's uh, who's in charge of that hotel? Pie Properties, P-Y-E. Pie Properties. You got Pie that, Tony? Pie Properties. You got that, Tony? You writing that down? I'm I believe they spent $14 million for the building. They'll uh-huh. have to 
spend at least that much to rehab it. It'll be 50 rooms. I was going to say, that was my next question. How many rooms? Yeah. But on top of that, there's five other lots zoned for hotels. Yeah, so what's going on with those? Is anything happening? That's the next phase. Mm. It's on its way. Is it it just a matter of somebody has to come in and be successful before a a company like, you know, Marriott or Hyatt or whatever? Well, okay, so we're talking about um, economic development in a big city, New York City. And the scenario is that a municipality, in this case, New York City Economic Development Corporation, doing a stimulus project where the city government spends money rehabbing part of Coney Island, but that encourages real estate development via capitalism. Mm -hmm. So Surf Avenue, which the city does not own, is completely change from a district of illegal, not allowed furniture stores. I do remember those. Yep, there was nothing Across but. the street, yep. Totally against the old zoning. The zoning Nevertheless, yep. they were there. And now it's an eating drinking strip uh, with a hotel underway and probably more hotels coming soon. Now, is there any plans for any, uh, like, further down past the uh, amusement district, is there any plans for any uh, luxury condominiums at, the well, condominiums at this point? Your friend, John Casamides, who Good once friend of ran mine. for yeah. mayor. I just, we just had lunch. Uh, yeah. Well, I saw you, him sticking his you hand know, in your trail you next If you wanted bag. to do a cookout, you could go to one of his grocery stores. <laughs> He's building... He's another friend um, of our president. Two 20-story market condominium buildings. How uh, far down? What, what right street? next to Seagate on the boardwalk. like uh, Closer to Seagate. Close to 34th, 35th Street. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's way down there. Now, earlier we were chatting, you know, and, and perhaps this has something to do with all of these developments in the works, but you said you've noticed a change in the type of people and the number of people who are coming to Coney Island. Yes, I have. And now that we're on the air, I want you to explain what that change is. Okay, so... A change since when? Since, so since you got Coney there. Island uh, went from an upper-class resort to a middle-class resort when the subway reached Coney Island in 1923. Mm -hmm. And 1923 through the 1950s is that wonderful period in Coney Island where you could get as many as a million people on a beach day just like today. Very good beach day. there's a heat wave, and back then you didn't have air conditioning. You had to go to Coney Island, and... A million people would go. And in the worst time of Coney Island in the 70s and the 80s, Coney Island never closed. When your dad was a cop. Even when your dad had to fight a daily battle in the Coney Island I refer to as Wild West Funky Town. Wild West Mm. Funky Town. That's the one, that's the it was on still open, and people were going. I'd like to meet going. the mayor of that place. But, <laughs> well, it, <laughs> Your if predecessor. you've seen uh, the Mad Max yes, movie. Yes, yes. Yeah. That's what we're thinking. The Tina Warriors. Turner yeah. was mayor of T- Wild okay. West Funky Town. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't so lucky. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Tina Turner did hand me she the keys. Well. It's a great person to, to get them from. Because she came to one of our burlesque shows that you don't come to. Yeah, well, but anyway, rub it in, uh, Dick. Rub we it were in. talking about how many people come yeah, to Coney Yeah, and the Island. change. So the change when Coney Island got bad, uh, 
business was always still good Friday night, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, and during the week was no business at all, and even the weekends uh, dropped down quite a bit. So I've noticed that Coney Island has rebuilt, his Luna Park has gotten bigger and stronger and done more advertising. Um, we all noticed a few years ago that the weekends were doing better and better. But this year is really the first year where I'm noticing a major change on weekdays. And it's not New Yorkers. The thriving population of Brooklyn, of New York City, that's jumped from seven and a half million to, are we at nine million? We're now? trying to beat um, we Chicago. We don't believe yeah. the census takers. It's no. nine million. Nine yeah, million people. At least sure. nine. Um, the, the mayor says so. Nine million people in Brooklyn. Yeah. They come on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. That's when New Yorkers enjoy New Yorkers Beach. They're busy with their lives um, on the weekdays. But there's tourists from out of state, out of town, out of the country. The million ticket got sold to German Germans. hipsters yeah. from Hamburg wearing black, and he was wearing a Ramones T-shirt. I saw and that. I, that was on the cover yeah. of the That said it yes. all right for me, and I didn't even stage that. I'm capable of staging something like that. But well, many no, they that really bought that ticket at random, and they could not have spoken better to the change in demographics. Did it scare them when you fired off the, uh, the confetti? Um, they realized something was a little bit different from for them it's, than for the average. It's one of my customer. greatest. Fo it's one of my favorite photos ever. In the oh, it's, if you it, haven't seen well, it, I was inspired by photo. sitcoms like I Love Lucy, where yeah. somebody you know is the millionth customer at a supermarket. Yeah. So we had rigged ten helium balloons to drop down, and we did have. If you could poppers. get helium balloons we to drop down. We had a siren to go off. Yes. <laughs> if you could get helium balloons to drop down, you're a better man than I am. I'll tell you that. I mean, all, that's what an un unelected mayor well, can do. That's what a carny can they do. They were yeah. faux helium, helium balloons, balloons that go down. <laughs> so you a new ride coming next year. <laughs> so Coney's on the world map Yes, is, it is. is what you're noticing, at least as of this it summer. It is, and it deserves to be. The goddamn amusement industry was born in Coney Island. We invented roller coasters. We invented the hot dog. Beyond the hot dog, we invented the ugly American habit of eating in the gutter. Fast food. Mm. Just a beloved American tradition. The all, these things yeah. all these things we take for granted today, Tony. I yeah. know. They all came out of Coney. One thing I actually was wondering while I was Soft down there. Soft ice cream. Oh, my favorite kind. The escalator. Who knew? It was that a ride? Was the escalator a ride? Yes, it was. I was going to say. And baby, didn't you invent uh, incubators? Baby, baby incubators. <laughs> incubators. Yes, <laughs> done it all. There was a lot of electrocuting elephants. Come on, I we're mean, doing it we're, all the time. The, you know, the three-headed woman. No, she's probably there in the sideshow. Not this year. Not that she's on. Comes she, and goes. She she's one of the nine hundred and sixty-seven that came before. Um, the 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 land the boardwalk was recently landmarked. It's an open space. It's a public space. It's well, a scenic landmark. A scenic landmark, which what does means that mean? they that can change means, the wood. It means like Prospect Park. You can't cut down the trees. You can't. Yeah, you can't. 
uh, I thought it was like dilute I don't know. The, I, the, I the vista. You know, when I was we Eastern Parkway, story. you can't it's build a toothless landmark. On, yeah, that was nice. I, I was just like, oh, they landmarked it, but but it can change. Like I think, the but you know, upscale neighborhoods have toothless landmarks. Why can't we? No, I'm not saying we there's get anything no wrong. Respect, or we're just starting to. But get this respect. was the thing that bothered me with the landmark designation is. Uh, Everywhere I looked, there were people smoking and putting their butts out right on the wooden boardwalk, and that's there's some there seems there, something seems wrong with that. You know, mm. you're going to go through all the trouble to designate it as a landmark. I thought you couldn't smoke. I mean, I don't know that the boardwalk is considered a park itself. It is, and smoking technically is not allowed. Right, but I was surprised there but was if no you enforcement. Tried to enforce all the laws in it's New York true, on it's New true. Yorkers. Maybe during the weekday when the Europeans are there. We can cut down. I, I saw the landmarking of it as a way to get people to stop complaining about uh, getting rid of the wood the wooden boardwalk. Well, it yes, it's like, not called the sidewalk. It's right, the Coney it's called Island a boardwalk. boardwalk. And through the years, we've covered it in the Brooklyn paper. Uh, the plans to change it from wood. Well, they to, have changed yeah, to yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, different types of plastics and yeah. And other things like that, and cement. They'll put up with that in Brighton Beach. They'll put up that with that next to Seagate. But, that's but my I'm point. not having. That. My point but is the, the when they named it a board, when they named it a landmark, I think people think, oh, it's a landmark; it can't change. But now it kind of gives the city the ability because nothing in the landmarking says it must remain wood. Well, right. but it puts an extra layer of protection where any change has to go through hearings at landmarks. So if they, so you're telling me if they wanted to change it from uh, wood to some sort of plastic, the parks department cannot just do that. They have they need to, to at least go through a, a public hearing. It has to go through. So that's part of the landmark. With a city agency that, in theory, is concerned with preserving. Right, because it's a, you know, if it were up to the parks department, I would think they would convert it to something that's le that requires less work. Easier and the wood, to maintain. Yeah. The wood requires work. Oh yeah, and there's no question. You know, you're walking on it, and some of it's, you know, you're there every day. It's warped. It's you know, it's not. Some it of it takes needs work. a lot of work and a yeah. lot of money to maintain. Yeah. It. Yeah. But just know, like the one on the Brooklyn Bridge. Yeah, absolutely. The wooden boardwalk on the Brooklyn Bridge is also wood, and you can tell when they they have yes. to do they have to do a lot of work to it to keep it going. But you know what? That's part of the charm. You know, they, they I say. What else we got in Coney Island, Tone? There's a lot going on. We've been there's a lot. There, the other thing that people are worried about on the boardwalk, which I don't, we'd love to get your take on this. You know, you, ruffling feathers. You're pro private ownership of Abe Stark. How, where do you fall on the pilot program with bringing the dockless? Uh, pedal assist electric city bikes to Coney Island. They were supposed to come. Of course, like, bring them give on. Give us respect. Bring it on. Bring them on. A yeah. lot Where's of people. Where's our ferry service? Well, Where I know are the ferry our bikes. Where is our free internet? A lot of people were worried. Where's the bikes... our express F train? <laughs> oh man, that's a big one. Yeah. yeah. People I don't know. I don't know if you want an express train. You I know, read in the New York Post. We're not riding yet, but we've talked about succeeding from the country. Right. <laughs> the, the Post <laughs> today are... You have to take my threat seriously. The great Get it together, New York City. Have you ever considered bringing back the entire, the Coney Island Creek in its entirety to separate you from the rest of the borough? You A know, moat. I don't think that Coney Island is a former island 
that now is a peninsula, I think it still is an island that's been heavily abused by Robert Moses. Ah, Technically, mm. there's a pipe underneath the Belt Parkway where water can flow from Coney Island Creek to Sheepshead Bay. Technically. If you had a mini submarine, it is still an island. See that? You just got to get down really small. Yeah. yeah. And then check it out. Maybe you can go through it. It's like through the movie the pipe, Fantastic yeah. Voyage that where is. Raquel Welch gets shrunk down in the submarine. I like Raquel Welch full full size. Full, yeah, you don't want a, sh- a shrunken. No. No. I was going to say. And she's she, a no. scientist in that movie. We should get her to rule on peninsula or island. Get her on the show. Eric. Raquel Welch, he's, he's giving me the thumbs up. Uh, she, uh, her name always confuses me with that of Darren Aronofsky's, I think, former wife, Rachel Rachel Vice. Oh, uh, no, I know about that, but I've never been confused. No, they, I always get confused. That's because you're younger. I know. That's well, and happens. they're also different generations. So, well, tell me about the new log flume that they're talking about. Is this one of these log flumes? Are they talking about a splashdown? This is a real log flume, and the first major log. flume put up in any amusement park anywhere in the world for quite a while now. What would you call the the water ride that's there? Really, the entire amusement industry has its eyes once again on Coney Coney Island Island, because of this new log flume that's going to be built as part of Luna Park. Now, is this part of an expansion? Where is it going? I don't even know. The rezoning from nine years ago called for a radical change in Coney Island. The old Coney Island is no longer. Yes. Um, Michael Bloomberg, weirdly enough, in trade-off for rezoning a lot of acreage that was supposed to be amusement park but was actually empty lots full of weeds and broken glass, Mm -hmm. in exchange for robbing all of that for housing and more taxes for the city, he pretty much adopted the Dick Ziggin unelected mayor of Coney Island plan of mm-hmm. amusement park socialism. Hmm. That amusement parks are a public good. They're recreational. More radical, according to me, they're culturally important. And he spent an outrageous amount of money buying the waterfront property from private owners. What was his name again? Michael Mike Bloomberg. Bloomberg. No, 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 not Bloomberg. The guy he bought Thor it for. Equities, you know. Oh, Thor, Thor Equities. Equities. What was the guy's name? Joe Sitt. Joe Sitt. It, I think that guy is really smart about making money. His money, private money, was more liquid than city money. And once he knew the city's intentions... He did the hard work of piecing together small parcels of property mm-hmm. and buying all that so he could flip it to the city, which wanted it. They but let's forget about that. Let's forget of how much money was spent. No, because yeah. this is a it's for a cultural good. Socialism. Yeah. This is for <laughs> the public good. It's a public benefit. So Michael Bloomberg decided that the old Coney Island was broken, and it was. The private owners who were still in charge did not have their act together, and they did not. And they did not move for decades, and things were stalemated Mm -hmm. for decades, and Coney Island was broken. So there is a city-owned amusement park that is emerging, and year by year it's been built out. It's not even going to be finished next year. It'll take two more years, but 
Coney Island will end up with about a 15-acre amusement park operated by Luna Park that's the historic size of, and size matters, of well, we the know that. great old amusement park, Steeplechase, Steeplechase, Luna Park, Dreamland. We get a major park with the economic muscle to lobby politicians, to pay for advertisement, to get the attention of tourists and the amusement industry. So we have Luna Park emerging as a behemoth. We have the New York Aquarium with its new shark exhibit functioning as a and rooftop major bar. I got to go there park. just for the rooftop bar. You yeah. say come for the shark, the shark exhibit. Stay for the rooftop oh, bar. Oh, it's so Miami Beach up there. I got to get over there. Yeah, roof bars. I'm going to bring my wife and yeah. kid. Can I do that? To roof. Listen, you're speaking to the guy who knows everything there is to know about rooftop bars. You can go back and look at our when when the uh, the hotel on Fourth Avenue, Hotel Le Bleu, hotel opened the Le first Bleu. rooftop bar in Brooklyn. So in, our in amphitheater has a rooftop bar. Tom's has a rooftop bar. The Wahlburgers have a roof. Wahlburgers still open? I thought it closed. And then they reopened it. It, it did? It's still Wahlburgers? Yeah, it was open uh, on food Friday. The still doesn't appeal to me. But, All right. But know, it's Wahlburgers it, still? It's a good TV show. Well, <laughs> they do that. Yeah. Anytime you can get Marky Mark in his underwear, it's good. So get anyway, it in another two years... Um, They'll have the Luna Park will be all um, all encompassing and, and a about zip line, fifteen right? acres and yes. So next year there is a major water park component between the Thunderbolt roller coaster and the parachute jump in the B and B carousel. Right now, it's a big lot full of weeds. So mm -hmm. that's where that that's where the water that's coming in. Now, is it going to be a water park or is it just a log flume? A number of water elements. Water. Yeah, elements. I think the rendering like water shows fountains? like two slides, maybe. Yeah, maybe maybe water. Water flume. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'm not sure they have it a all completely pond. figured out. But yet. you're saying everyone's looking at this it water flume. It depends on you know they're buying enough chlorine, so it's safe to swim in. Well, the great thing about chlorine is it dissipates quickly. It does. Yes. It goes away, and especially on hot days. So, guys, if you haven't chlorinated your pool today. Get out there Throw and do it, it right now. It's going to be scorched tomorrow. And part of the brilliance of this Bloomberg plan that's now New York City Economic Development Plan and the de Blasio administration finishing is they're demapping the street ends. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. these dead-end streets that go all the way to the boardwalk yeah. for no reason, some of that is they're going to rip up um, the tar top and turn that into gateways and electric lights and seating areas. And Seems a much better use of areas. those streets, yeah. you know, than, than the... Because that was one thing, you know, you get the wayward car going down it when I was there recently, and, you know, after a few... It's just not maybe the safest street design. So what yeah. you ultimately end up with is the high-quality beachfront design of Jones Beach without the Robert Moses hatred of the amusement industry. You get a well-designed amusement industry. See, I didn't know Moses hated the amusement industry. Oh, I mean, with a passion. Really, what did he, why did he hate it so much? Um, because people were supposed to play volleyball and shuffleboard and breathe clean air and people keep away from people of color and ethnic people. And he particularly hated sideshows. Really? Yes. So he passed laws banning uh, 
the outside talker, not the barker, from being on a microphone. Interesting. Robert, the reason New York City owns the Cyclone roller coaster is because Robert Moses purchased it with Rockefeller money for New York City so they could rip down the Cyclone and make the aquarium's parking lot bigger. See, I was going to say I thought the reason he hated uh, hated amusement parks is because people got out of their cars. (laughs) <laughs> to go there because he loved if cars it was so a drive much. through amusement yeah exactly if they could the just drive their car onto the cyclone <laughs> track right. and just let it go yeah. put it in neutral <laughs> yeah yeah exactly that'd be fantastic I'd go on that I would too alright I gotta ask you one more time because this is killing me do you know anything about this log flume or not? What is it going to have one hill? Is it going to have a bunch of drops? Is it going to be small? No, is it going to be like the old block flume? It's going to have a 40-foot hill, so like a four-story building. Okay, I'll tell you about log And flumes. when you come down that 40 feet, it's going to splash, and uh-huh. you're going to get all wet. That's the fun. Well, that's the fun of the log flume. But yeah, now, let me tell you something splash. about log flumes. I've been on lots of them. Yeah. All right, when you go on the one at... Uh, is there one in Bush Gardens? There was one in Bush Gardens, Stunk. I'm just to be clear. That's because they didn't have enough chlorine. <laughs> in that way, and in, in another way, in the yeah. fact that it wasn't exciting or it was fun. not thrilling. All right. So the the site the the uh, the the log flume at Great Adventure Six Flags mm, mm-hmm. has has like more than one drop. It takes you up a big hill, and then you go around and you go down, and it's almost like a five minute ride. You go down a bunch of hills, and then before you get to the big for them, probably a thirty foot drop, I would say. It brings you up a second time, and then it just drops you right down, and that's that's the fun. Now, based on what I saw in these uh, renderings of it, I can't tell if this is just a one-hill splashdown, which is like, you know, those big, giant boats yep. where they put, like, 40 people in them, and then it just comes down and splashes, and then there's, like, a, a viewing area right. where you can get the hit by the splash. Bridge, yeah. Or if it's an, uh, a true log flume, which holds about five or, or four or five cart, people. Yeah. yeah, four or five Vessel. people, and then... And just and kind of goes around a little bit more of a fundraiser. Are you aware of what they're doing, or are you not sure? Like you, I squinted, and then I got my magnifying glass and took that drawing way too seriously. Yeah. And the answer is, I don't know. All right. So as the mayor and as your constituent, I order you to go find out and get back to me because I need the answer. And what would you call well, the current? It's going to be what better is, than the one at Great Adventure. Well, what is the that. current okay. water ride? That's not a log flume. At Coney Island, it's Park. a smaller log flume. Yes, it is. It's a, a micro, a mini. They still log. have the old log flume. That, that no, was there? not the Astro not the old Astro. That one stunk. Luna Park. No, it didn't. Well, it was they, not a good. They ride. had chlorine in it. <laughs> keeps the smell out. It yeah. really, it really keeps. It no, nice. Luna, fresh. Luna Park um, has one that's one. called what? The Wild River. Yeah, yeah, yes. wi- the Wild River. So I that's don't. what I wanted. It's like what's because I when I read about the new one, I was like, oh, they're getting a log flume. But then I went and I was like, oh, they have a log. Flume. No, this is gonna be. I haven't gone to Luna Park. The mother of all log <laughs> I haven't gone to Luna Park in a few years. Have they done anything to spruce up the grounds at all? Like it, it always seemed like it. I mean, it was not. It just like Astroland sat on a parking lot. I mean, so you're talking about branding, and they've been adding. Entrances with the pinwheels, yep. like historic Luna Park, mm-hmm. with these LED light bulbs that could change patterns and colors. Those and things are exciting. amazing. Mm-hmm. And more and more of those are coming through. And then they've put 
uh, LED lights all over the Thunderbolt roller coaster. Ah. And mm. they put LED lights next to it on West 15th Street on the boardwalk on the Astro Tower, which is not the old Astro Tower, mm -hmm. the new Astro Tower that's not like the Astro Is that one of those like, free fall rides? But anyway, yes. my Colin point Mixon is wrote it. tonight, if you went after sunset to Coney Island and look at West 15th Street, you'd go, oh, my God, these lights are, like, on a level that Vegas doesn't even I'll have. tell you this. Whoa. The you guys, parachute jump, have you seen that lit up at night? I'm going to tell, tell you, I'll tell you a story right now. MCU Park. It you went the other, we're going to get yeah. to MCU Park in a minute. I was, uh, I picked up, I had to pick up my wife uh, 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 on Monday night. Yeah. Um, and I was a little early. So she's taking an express bus back from the city. And I, where I had to pick her up, I could see Coney Island from across the Narrows, from the other side of the uh, Verrazano Bridge, mm. my, the, the, the Staten Island side. And I could see, I had like a clear shot of Coney Island. And the, it was the colors coming from, you know, the, uh, the, uh, the, the former parachute jump. And you could see all the lights, the light show that was there, even just on a, on a Monday so night, was, was phenomenal. That's the area where the state-of-the-art, the newest part of Coney Island is emerging, where the water flume's going to be covered in lights. I predict we're going to have flash mob outdoor raves happening around those lights. Flash mob outdoor. Wow. That, that sounds like fun. Now, we get, we get, Tony did go to a Cyclones game. Uh, last Friday night, I believe. It was win? Friday night. They did. They won. I and think then there were fireworks right Yes, there the were. You it stuck was around for the fireworks. Stuck around for the fireworks. It was a great evening. And, like, you know, there were tons of people, uh, both at, not so much at the game, but on the <laughs> boardwalk, at, I, at Nathan's, both Nathan's, the Nathan's on the boardwalk, and then the original Nathan's. Nathan's on the boardwalk used to be sideshows by the seashore from 1985 to um, 1995. Oh, 11 well. years we were there. That's what we they didn't there. sell nearly as much as many as tickets Nathan's as they does. do hot dogs. Well, I think they sell a million hot dogs a week at that stage. Uh, the lines were insane. And, you know, it, but it was great. Was the other guy down the block still there? I used to go to the other guy. Feltman's? No, so, no, no, no. The guy that was right on the corner, he's... Paul's he's, daughter. It no, was Gregory even, and Paul. Not even that. I'm talking, you know, when they first... Started, like, 2001, you could, go to, you could go to Nathan's, or you could just walk, like, literally a block away, and there was a guy who had so sausages. So Clam Bar... That might have been it, yeah. Uh, ...has good food that's cheaper than Nathan's food right next to Nathan's. And when I would go there, Nathan's it was, food is good. Pete's clam bar is good. Yep. Pete's is cheaper. When I would go to Pete's, there was no line. This is back in, in the early 2000s. And Pete's yeah. has Williams Candy right yes, next to it. Yes, Williams Candy is right next to it. I, I, I got to get my shop. kid out there. I haven't been out. My kid's 11 now. I got to get, get him out to Coney. We haven't been there in a while. It was the most fun I've had at an amusement park since, you know, I can remember. There you go. And, and, and you I wasn't don't have to pay general admission. No, you don't. No. You could go there for the price of you could just, a subway. Yeah, for the price of a subway. But you did go on. You went on the cyclone. I went on the cyclone. I wrote it in the middle. You don't have to spend any money. You could but go yeah, you you can you can you yeah. can watch the fireworks. You can watch the fireworks. You can. Def defecate if, on pavement. You know, there's so well, much. If you choose, like so mermaids. Go for weirder, more adult entertainment. You could go to the sideshow. You could go to the burlesque show. We have not only a biker bar across the street. How 
innovative. We have a Russian biker bar at Red Doors. With really? The What's a Russian beat. biker bar like? Is how's that different from a, a regular biker bar? Well, instead of their colors saying Hell's Angels or Huns, mm. it says Bratva. Ah, Bratva. Bratva. Can we translate that? Get Arthur. Yeah, <laughs> you do that. We have an yeah. uh, a f- yeah. official Russian translator in the office, of course. He's not here right now. So uh, that all that's going on now. It's been seventeen years. Since the stadium opened, which the I former so. yes, the former Keyspan two thousand and one, yeah, before nine eleven, but two thousand now MCU Park. I spent many a night there covering our boys, yeah, the Brooklyn Cyclones. Now let me ask you: you you've seen it all, you've been through it. Is that stadium a success? Yes, just outright. They're the way they've themed it. That they have all types of ridiculous Seinfeld nights and all of that mm-hmm. is wonderful. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, the design of it was very well done. I, I always said that there isn't you, a bad seat in the house in that. Stadium. When you got there, it looks like an amusement area with the way that that it's decorated. And yeah. Stuff. And I always thought they did a good job. I don't know how they're doing and now. They have like what is it? Uh, Race between a hot dog, mustard, and oh, ketchup. Oh, man. Poor Relish. Relish. Relish would lose. Relish lost yeah. for like three years and in a row. And King Henry is yep. a living mascot. Talk about living legends. King Henry. King I mean, Henry, I'm a mayor, Sandy, but Pee-wee. King Henry the great is thing about right. right. The great thing about King Henry is he's never off. He's always on. He he's was always on. on. He was shining bright on Friday, and, you know, Pee Wee was there. And he's been Sandy on for there. 17 years. He hadn't been there that long. Originally, it was Party Marty. Let's let's be clear on that. Party Marty was there. Marty the Markowitz. No, Party Marty was some kid that they hired to, you know, get the fans going. He was yeah. there for about two or three seasons. King Henry slowly kind of got involved, and then eventually, kind of took you over. And also, King Henry's an acquired taste, without question, without question. The, but he's always on. You always hear about the Brooklyn Nets, but the Cyclones have their own dance troupe, which was. Just as phenomenal. The shore, I think they're the Shore Girls or something like that. Yeah, they, you know, they they were great. They mm-hmm. fired T-shirts into the crowd. They got people jazzed during the inning. During that's the, always fun. And this the year they've been winning some games. They are. Yes, that's always yes. good. They for are a ahead. Team. They are ahead in the uh, in the wild card race. Right. Barely yeah. half Barely a game. Hit. Right or something. Anything like that. can happen in the New York Penn League's McNamara Division, especially at this late in the season. Yeah. You know, when people are just scrapping to get into uh, into the finals. And their big star this year is Ross Adolph. Yeah, he's been he's been cracking homers, I feel like, every game yeah. over the past. He was a big star of the All-Star game for the New York Penn League and stuff like that. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And yeah. let's talk about it's not only a stadium, it's a way of life. You have uh, formerly Peggy O'Neill's, now known as Steeplechase, Beer Island has live music, yep. quite a good kitchen, and now it's also the home of Coney Island Brewing Company. And they're open uh, all year round. Year round. Down there. It's all very exciting. Lots going on. And more and to come, you know, like next summer, the summer after. I mean, it sounds like there's I'm reasons. excited about the hotel. The hotel is big, yeah. But they're not going to have the theater there. You know, it's always been my dream to own a movie, an old-fashioned movie theater. So my attitude is the building was falling apart. Uh, I'm thrilled that they are there restoring a landmark building. Let them do what they want with it. Coney Island's going to be successful. We're going to build three more hotels. And the one uh, that also has the casino in it is going to... Build a theater. 
I could and see we'll it. We'll have a big Broadway scale theater doing oh, that, Blue yeah. Band Group or Cirque the something or other. And we're going to have, could a, it be gonna have a restaurant and a viewing area from the Abe Stark Arena. Yeah, yeah above, above it all. Could that be but the future you, you home know, of the sideshow? Controversy. Uh, I want well, one of those want. hotels to have a casino. Oh, you want to have the casino? We've talked about that one in the past, casino, too. One casino, just one. doesn't have to be that big. No. You know, it's not big business anymore, casinos. Um, but if you decentralize the business, which is what's happening in the business, and New York City has one, it's going to succeed. You can't tell me I can't find a slot machine somewhere in Coney Island right now. You cannot find a slot machine really? anywhere in Coney Island. I right find now. that hard to believe. There's got to be one somewhere. Maybe a back room somewhere. We're going to have to send Julianne McShane down there and <laughs> search every nook and cranny for a slot well, machine. Well, if Raquel Welch agrees to do research for us, we'll, we'll, do, that. we'll do that as well. We might have to shrink her to get in the nooks <laughs> and crannies. All right. I don't think we forgot anything. I don't think we missed anything. I think we covered we it all. We covered Coney It's the time end to up. End. The time is up. We're, more than, we're, we're actually over time. My, yeah, my, yeah. Edit, my uh, producer here is, is screaming at me. You don't see him? He's He's... He's screaming. He's flashing at me. that red light, you know, that comedians get when yeah. they need to get <laughs> I, I was stage. expecting people to call in and ask trick no, questions. No, they went to the beach because we told them how nice a day it was. We told them to get out there, and they did. Mm-hmm. They did. But uh, it's been another uh, exciting episode. Now, is there anything else? There's nothing we forgot, right? Usually. Uh, yes. You, you forgot to mention our website, ConeyIsland.com. I did not forget to mention it, but you did. But now you <laughs> did mention it, and that's great. Coney Island. Dot com. Dot com. That's simple. That's, it's that simple, that folks. simple. And you can go there and, and check out everything that's going on. Of course, you can read all about the it. The sideshow's open every single day through Labor Day and then keeps going on weekends. And we have burlesque shows on Friday and Saturday night. And you might see a big star you there. You might see a big star. You'll always see the unofficial, unelected, the official unelected mayor there. That's Dick Ziggin. That's the guy we have here now, Mr. Ziggin. And I want to thank him for coming on the show. I want to thank Tony Rotono for doing another great job keeping me focused. <laughs> Just and like five-hour energy. the green room here doesn't have any M&Ms in it? <laughs> we got to work that's, on that. that. We'll get back to you on that next week or maybe two weeks from next now. Next time I, I do the show, I'm going to just be. phone in. All right, well, guys. Thanks again, and we'll see you in uh, two weeks. Happy Labor Day. Happy Labor Day. Happy get to Labor Coney Island. Day. Yeah, go enjoy it in Coney. <laughs>